I'm going to read the 100th Psalm, and uh, among the old-timers in the early days of our country, this was always referred to the old 100th, and uh, it was set to music and uh, always sang at Thanksgiving. Many of us back in the old days, how, how many of you all uh, had Bible read when you were in elementary school? There's a few. And uh, I always remembered that this was one they would have us memorize. Hard thought in modern education, but they would have us memorize this. I, my memory is, does not quite quote it fully now, but there was a time when I could. And I can still remember learning the 23rd Psalm at Daisy Elementary School. And, um, but this one is one we always read at Thanksgiving. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Thank you, Lord, for this, your word. As you all know, I grew up back in the mountains of Tennessee. I've told people we live so far out in the country, the zip code was E-I-E-I-O. And my family's custom, as was the custom of most everyone who went to our church, was that a bigger deal was made out of Thanksgiving than out of Christmas. And I think the reason for that is that the church I grew up in and many of the people that lived up the hollow that I grew up in going up to Mowbray Mountain came out of the congregational tradition, the congregational churches. Back before there was the Congregational Christian Church and then that anomaly that followed that. But, but in the congregational church, they were influenced by the old Puritan ways of thinking. I always said that I grew up in the last Puritan home in America, probably. And they, that's a good thing, really. Because uh, my family frowned on ostentatious behavior. I shall never forget, I'd saved and saved when I was in high school to buy a blue blazer with brass buttons. I thought I was going to be the sharpest guy at school. I walked into my father and I said, Dad, how do you like my coat? Hum, you look like a Chattanooga streetcar driver. <laughs> Deflated me. But that was the tendency. But, but, but there was also an emphasis on the important things. The important, most important thing in my home was giving honor and glory to the sovereign God. I wished as a boy that I had paid closer attention to those values because they did step away from me. But God has a way of bringing you back. 
But in our home, and Elizabeth was a little puzzled at this at first, in our home, Thanksgiving is the big gathering. My family, you know, the intimate family, brothers and sisters, get together at Christmas, but, but Thanksgiving, the whole family gets together. I was going down last year. We were getting ready to leave the very day we were planning to leave, and I was unloading that tractor. And, Ray, you remember when I discovered I could really jump high, but I did a very poor job in landing. Remember that? Yeah. And so we didn't get to go. But we're going back. We're going down tonight. But, but it'll be a blessing. I'll have cousins and second cousins and kissing cousins and all kinds of people gathering there at my uh, niece's home. There'll be people that are, that are absent that were with us in the past, and we'll remember them. But our family always made Thanksgiving a very important day. And my father made certain that the Lord God was lifted up at that table. Thanksgiving, when we gather is certainly a great time. We're going to have some great food. My niece makes a corn dish that I love. I always look forward to it. Sad I didn't get this. She always makes extra when she knows I'm coming. It has cream cheese and lots of jalapeno peppers in it, and boy, it'll, it'll cure these allergies I've got, I know. <laughs> but we will be there, and uh, we will... Uh, love one another and we will give praise to God for his goodness to our family. The last time we were able to get there, um, you, you know Mountaineers have an affection for firearms. Did, did, you, did you all know that? <laughs> and, and our daughter Samantha came up from Florida for the first time and, and our family was all gathered there and after, after dinner we were talking and and my nephew Eddie said, Uncle Jerry, did you see this new pistol I bought and pulled that out? And her eyes got about that big. And my other cousin said, well, I got one too this week. And she, she began to wonder what kind of thing was going on there. But they perfectly safe. Elizabeth, I wonder what she told her friends. <laughs> but our family has always honored that. I remember as a young boy our family coming in from Middle Tennessee, those that live there, and all gathering at our house. We boys would go hunting early in the mornings, but we always made it to that table, not only for the turkey and the minced meat pie, you probably don't know what that is, and pumpkin pie. Oh, if I could hear my daddy pray again as he would run through the blessings that had come over our family and give thanks to God. Dearest friends, God who is surrounding us all the time with his love and his blessings. When we look across the table and look into one another's face, it's a blessing. Those are the most important blessings. The love that exists in families. The Lord God has been good to America. Thanksgiving had been celebrated for as far back as we can remember. 
the Europeans would have a harvest festival where they would acknowledge the blessings of the harvest. My daddy's side were old Southern aristocrats, and you've heard me talk about my great-grandmother McCutcheon. I quit talking about her being ugly because every year I live, I start to look more like her. But the family tradition was that she was the most annoying person you ever met. Now, maybe that's true of me. I don't know. I don't want an amen if it is. But one of her brother-in-laws was captured by General Sherman because he'd caught some Union spies, and they were going to hang him. That's what they did if you were out of the military and involved. And, and uh, my great-grandmother went down to Ringgold, Georgia, every day, and soon as General Sherman would get there from where he was sleeping to go into his headquarters, she was on him like a chicken after a June bug to let her brother-in-law go. And she stayed after him. She was persistent. And finally, one day, and I'm not going to use General Sherman's language, he said, let that doctor go. If you don't, this old blankety-blank is going to run me crazy. Do you know that Thanksgiving is celebrated in America because of a persistent woman? For over 40 years, Sarah Josepha Hall had written to politicians saying that God has blessed this country and as a country we need to honor him. She wasn't writing them to ask them to establish this program to help certain groups or to, to de-establish a program. She was writing these politicians faithfully for 40 years to tell the nation that we need a day to give thanks to God. In the dark hours of the Civil War, our great president, Abraham Lincoln, received a letter from her, and she had told him of all of her efforts over 40 years. Probably never been a better man in the office than Abraham Lincoln. And he read the letter, and he issued a proclamation that the last Thursday in November would be a day that the nation would come together to give God thanks for its blessings. America was going through a tough time in 1863. But Abraham Lincoln saw the hand of God in all that was happening. And he called for this national holiday. And we continued to celebrate on that day until Franklin Roosevelt decided to fix a permanent date, and he said it would every third Thursday in November would be the day of celebration. I'm glad that Mrs. Hall was persistent. Eddie, I bet you've got a lot of uh, letters in your days as a politician, but probably never one asking you to establish a day of Praising God in celebration. Different time, different place, I guess. 
But because of that woman's persistence, Mr. Lincoln called the nation to prayer. Thanksgiving will always be important in my life because of my upbringing. It ought to be important in every Christian's life. It's a joyous time. Let's look again just quickly at this scripture before we close. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all ye lands. Come before his presence with singing. Close your eyes for a moment. The great feast of tabernacles when the Jews celebrated the harvest and all that God had done and preserving them. The throngs all over Israel, everyone who could, came to the beautiful temple of King Solomon. The noise would be heard in the distance as they shouted praise. As they sang these psalms of praise, reminding them of God's blessing. May we be reminded tonight to testify, know that the Lord, He is God. Not us. He is God. And it is He that has made us and not we ourselves. All that we have we have by his hand. I remember talking to a cousin of mine many years ago. He still not accepted Christ as far as I know. But he said to me, nobody put any wood on my wood pile. I made everything myself. And I said, you're a fool. From the moment you were born, somebody has been helping you. Your mother nursed you, changed your diaper, saw you were fed, saw you were housed when you, if you'd been left out on your own, you would have perished. And now I believe if you're honest that throughout your career you would have seen that some people helped open doors that could have remained shut. I know you're a very bright person, and he is. He's brilliant. Smarter than me. I said, I know you're a very bright person. But you say some very stupid things. None of us would be where we are had not God chosen to bless you as his people. The politicians in the past uh, were arguing, well, who made this? And they pointed to all kinds of things. Some pointed to the government, some pointed to individuals. They're both wrong. America has what it has out of the gracious gift of God Almighty.
who alone deserves praise. We are his people. Boy, that's a wonderful thing to know. Do you know tonight that you are his people? You're God's people because he saved you in Christ. You're God's people. You're the sheep of his pasture. You're the people that live under the care of the good shepherd. Cause for thanksgiving, amen? I'll teach you all to say amen someday. <laughs> you know, the Baptists are not the only ones that can say amen, you know. I got Presbyterian friends that say amen louder than we do. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Every believer ought to be filled with praise to the Lord. We've been studying prayer in the men's Bible study, looking at what the Bible says about prayer. And, and the, the Lord's Prayer, I told them last time, uh, this is the model prayer. How does it begin? Our Father, we're your people. Our Father in heaven. Hallowed, old English word for holy, be thy name. Praise. Come before the Lord with praise. That's the first way you enter into his presence. And, in, and be thankful to him and bless his name. That's what we're about tonight. I trust when your family gathers Thursday, that's what you'll be about. Don't miss that opportunity. Don't sit down and go to chomping on that turkey before you sincerely come into the presence of God and give him thanks and give him praise. And give him honor. All my nieces and nephews know that when Uncle Jerry comes to Thanksgiving, that's what they call me, that we will praise him. We will honor him. And it's important for them to do that because I will be people at that table, I hate to say it, who do not have a living faith relationship with Jesus Christ. And that may be true at your family. I hope not, but... But there will be people there. And I want at least that opportunity for them to be directed, even as in my own heart I sincerely direct my thanksgiving to the Lord. Marvelous psalm closes. Wonderful closing for tonight. For the Lord is good. You know that, don't you? The Lord is good. Praying and rejoicing with the family this week that a child that has lived far away may be coming closer to home. The Lord is good. I rejoice tonight that a Dear sister who underwent a frightening medical test, got a good report.
the Lord is good. She's sitting tonight sharing with Sister Donna, talking about the adventures of the twins who cannot look at them and say, the Lord is good. And we can all go again and again to that, can't we? The Lord is good. And his mercy is everlasting. Oh, what a wonderful thing to live and to know that before our God, in spite of our sins, in spite of our inadequacies, in spite of our wrongheadedness sometimes, that his mercy does not cease. Spurgeon said, that it is not our goodness that is the source of our blessing, but God's mercy. The Lord is good, and his mercy is everlasting. And finally, his truth endures to all generations. God is faithful to his promises. And God is sovereign. We don't preach his sovereignty enough. We don't think about it enough. Because when we know that God is absolutely sovereign, we know that his will will rule. I worry about America. It may be going to fall someday. I don't know. Most nations do. I worry about the church when it gets misled, and many churches are being misled. And I'm concerned for the effect that it has on people. But at the same time, I live in confidence, and I hope you do too, knowing that God is sovereign and in the end for all those who are his children, things will be made right. As the, as the writer in Job said, even though the Lord slay me, I will praise him. Why? Because he knows that his truth, God's truth, is everlasting. What's that mean? It means it's eternal. It means it's always going to be true. If the whole world were to reject Christ, Christ's lordship, and Christ is the only way, and Christ as a Savior will still be true. It's not dependent. The truth of God is not dependent upon the majority. Majorities can be wrong. History tells us that. But the great and mighty Lord God, who is the source of our blessing, is never wrong. His truth endures forever. A part of our thanksgiving ought to be the acknowledgement that we live as the people of such a God. That's more important than your money that he blesses you with. It's more important... Mike, Mike Jones makes a marvelous turkey. He's fed me several Thanksgivings, along with others. Last time when I got hurt and Elizabeth was busy taking care of me, turkeys appeared from all corners. I don't know how there was any left in America. 
But even that is not the great source of blessing. The greatest source of blessing is that we are the Lord's people. The Lord who never fails. The Lord who will be Lord when everything else is consumed by fire. But we shall be safe, as the psalmist says. For those who dwell in the shadow of the Most High are kept. I want to close by saying there are people in the world tonight who have never heard about Jesus. Did you know that? Some right in America who've never really heard about Jesus. Who've never really been called to faith. Who've never really had knowledge of the true and living God. But think about your life in light of this. You have been allowed, and more than allowed, you have been called to faith in Jesus Christ so that you not only know about the living God, but the living God knows you. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks.